Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome back, listeners, and we want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. You are listening to the UCLA Men's Basketball Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. We're your hosts, David and Travis Ware. The Bruins are coming off a busy week where they played four games, three in Maui and one at home. The Bruins went 2-2 two and two with wins against Chaminade and San Jose State and losses against BYU and Michigan State. The Bruins, nine games in, stand at 6-3 and three on the season. After getting out to a 4-0 start, the Bruins are now 2-3 and three over their last five. Dave, it's been about a week since we put out our last podcast as the Bruins were heading out to Maui to face BYU. What did you see in that game? I saw that they had a very similar approach to what Hofstra did BYU. to BYU. BYU had a very similar approach to what Hofstra did to us um, before we headed out to Maui. And that was, you know... They just filled it up from the outside. They they had some great shooters, and I think that's been the UCLA's Achilles heel so far is we haven't been able to contain shooters on the perimeter. I mean, they shot 50% from three and 62% from field goal. The Bruins yeah. are giving up 30%, 36% from three on the season, a little bit high. I know McCrona would like to see that in the low 30s at most. Well, that's that's – I mean, and I think it's even higher when considering that – they're holding teams like San Jose State and the smaller schools to very low percentages from three. Yeah. But then when we play the BYUs, the Michigan States, um, you know, Hofstra, some other high-level teams, these these BYU shot fifty percent, Michigan State State shot forty-two percent from three, and Hofstra shot close to fifty percent from three. Yeah. So that's when we play good teams, especially teams that are poised and know how to run their offense efficiently. Um, we're giving up way too many to him turning open looks from three. My perspective on that game, I thought the youth of UCLA was evident going up against the veteran group in BYU. Um, BYU just looked more together as a collective unit. Uh, their game plan was well executed. They're able to penetrate. UCLA had zero zero blocks against BYU. Exactly. Um, I, I would have liked to seen you had Toulson and Haas, both really good shooters. Toulson had 20 points. Haas had 15 points. I would have liked to have seen those guys get ran off of the three-point line and filtered in, into the paint into our shot blockers yeah. more. Yeah, and you know what? That just goes through. Those are two great players. Those are two veteran players. Um, UCLA will learn as the season goes on and as their young guys get more um, more experience. But we seem to, I think we get a bit rattled when other teams go on their run. It seems that we kind of start to, I don't want to say panic, but we start to rush shots I would quite say a bit. Pr- I would say press. We start to press a little bit. And other teams that you see are a little bit older, a little more mature, um, have some, they're led by some upperclassmen. They let the game come to them. They, they don't press. They don't 
force shots because they feel like they need to hurry up and get a bucket to stop the bleeding. But they just they play within the concepts and the and the flow of the game, and they understand that basketball is a game of runs. And in the long run, they're going to have their run as well. They don't need to force it. Yeah, and I'd like to go back. You made the point that you thought that three point field goal percentage by the Bruins opponents were their Achilles heel, allowing too many, um, allowing too much of a high percentage. But of course, like you, you can't give up fifty percent or the high forties from three point from three point and okay. expect to expect to win. Yeah, but that's gonna. Ha- I think that games, you know, teams will come in hot and teams are gonna make shots. But more of a pressing issue for me is the assist is Bruins ball control. Our assist to turnover ratio at this point of the season is not very good. We have one hundred and twenty five assists to one hundred and twenty one turnovers. Yeah, and and good teams usually have a two to one assist to turnover ratio, yeah. or the the you know the teams that have very good ball control, which you know you would like to see a two to one at least a two to one assist to turnover ratio. Right now, it's barely above a one to one. Yeah, um, and that just goes you know Bruins just need to stay poised and stay calm. And that's that's take- our that's our youth though. That's we have a we have a point we have a freshman point guard where we have. You know, we just Prince have Ali. young players all around. You know, Prince Ali is the only really veteran guy we have in our starting lineup mm-hmm. or, you know, really playing major minutes so far this season. Mm-hmm. But with that said, it's just I think you just need to play play simpler, play just pass catch, take advantage of the easy ones. Against Michigan State, I, I know Mick Cronin pointed it out. Um, we missed some point blank shots and we passed up some point blank shots. You need to take those good shots when they come to you because the chances of you know those good looks coming back around deeper into the shot clock highly unlikely very unlikely yeah but overall i think you know we saw chris smith have a and uh, something interesting to point out is we saw chris smith have somewhat of a slow game against byu and then against michigan state you know we saw him coming in off the bench i wonder if that was out of frustration from Coach Cronin, or if it was more of a strategic lineup to where have more scoring coming off the bench. I think it's strategic based. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chris had a good game last night against San Jose State. Mm-hmm. He also had a good game coming off the bench for uh, the Bruins against Michigan State, yeah. still ending up with thirteen and four. But also, uh, Jaime has really stepped up into um, a, a great prospect, a, a great a building block up. for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the season, just a guy that could come in. He plays poised. He uh, well, generally, when you see a freshman come in who doesn't have an agenda, who isn't thinking about the next level, because as you as you start to to play more and you start to start hearing your name, you know, possibly at the next level, you start to have a different agenda uh, and, and different. Uh, I think it's a little early for that, but no, I'm just you that. have you have some you have some success, and then you feel. Like you're entitled to more of it, but I just think as a freshman to watch Jaime play, he just plays trying to execute the game plan every single time he's out on the floor. Yeah, he he just wants, plays hard. He plays hard, and he does exactly what Coach Cronin wants, which is what you see a lot of times from freshmen. They don't really have an, an alternate agenda. Let's go back to uh, Chris Smith a little bit. I actually do like him coming in and playing with that second unit because it allows that second unit to have a you know, a go-to guy. Mm-hmm. And I think he fits that role where he needs to have the ball. I, I believe that Chris Chris needs at least 10 shots a game. And I think he's, he, that, he, he's too good not to be uh, a main focal point mm-hmm. in your offense. And in the starting unit, you have a lot of guys that, yeah. 
you know, you have your two guys down low and Cody and Jalen that could, you know, they're the main focus to start trying to get the ball down low and to have them finish. And then you have Tiger controlling, uh, the pace on the outside, yeah. getting a lot of shots. I think Christmas was getting lost in that shuffle a little yeah. bit where this this coming in off the bench and playing with that second unit, it kind of highlights him as this, the main scoring threat yeah. and, and the main shooting option for them. In um, that game against... He, I, and he's, I think he's having, a, he's having a good year. He's doubling the scoring average from yeah. a year ago. He's up to 12, 12 and a half, something mm-hmm. like that a game. Shooting incredible from the free throw line. I'd like to see him attack the, attack and gets the line more he's only missed two free throws on the entire season shooting 94 percent i think he could rebound a little bit better using his length yeah i think he's using his size at the as a at the three position or at the four position when they slide him over the four but i think uh the last few games you see him with like three rebounds two rebounds one rebound i think he needs to be at least five five or more rebounds per game yeah with with his length and athleticism okay so we saw the Bruins drop their game against BYU. Uh, let's move on. Well, we can just brush over Chaminade. Uh, the Bruins were in control most of that game. Started off slow. Ended up pushing out the lead uh, in the second never, It was never really uh, in question. Um, Bruins handled their business. Um, we saw Jaime kind of come into his own a little bit that game. Um, but then... We go fast forward to Michigan State, and, and it, which is which was their third game in three nights, going in against a top ten team in the country, okay. a veteran team coached by Tom Izzo, Hall of Fame coach. Yeah, uh, and when when I when I look at the numbers, the stats, you got Michigan State shooting forty two percent from three, forty six percent from field goal, and this is where I think the three games and three nights caught up with the Bruins is. We shot thirteen percent from the three point line. We were two for fifteen, and we were sub 40% uh, for, for field goals for the game. We also only had five assists, which is probably you know a direct correlation to the lack of shooting, and 10 turnovers. What so. I saw, yeah, what I saw, though, is I saw, obviously, a great coached Michigan State team packing it in and contesting everything around the rim and forcing the Bruins to make the extra passes into contested shots. Mm. There wasn't a lot of easy looks in that game. No. And... When we did get easy looks, some of our guys did pass them up. I thought Tiger had a couple easy looks at the rim, but decided to throw lobs instead. Mm-hmm. I saw um, a Jalen Hill miss a couple dunks. Yeah, um, we didn't take advantage of the good looks when we did get them, which weren't often. I also thought Michigan State looked a little bit older, more poised. Obviously, when you're led by um, a potential first-team All-American and Cassius and, Winston, and Cassius Winston, you got uh, Tillman down low. Uh, big big wide body. This is the closest rebound margin we had. It was Michigan State had 32 rebounds. We had 33. So and we still, we still beat Michigan State on the glass, mm-hmm. who historically dominates the boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and this Michigan State team, I don't think they're at... I think come the end of the season, yes, we're going to see them deep into March. But yeah. right now, they're not playing at that level. I think they have three losses, maybe. Two yeah. or three losses already. Where historically, they're you know, no losses at this point or maybe one loss at this point. Yeah, they so do play a t- they're, they're still trying to figure it out. But too. they do play that nationally ranked schedule to start mm-hmm. the year. So they're going to drop teams. But you you see that's why they're so successful when it comes to the postseason because they already have these games under their belt where they're competing against, you know, the Dukes, Kentuckys, all the other Blue Blood schools out in Madison Square Garden, the preseason in IT and all these other tournaments. Um, so you can see that they're comfortable playing on this stage uh, where the Bruins, you know, st- seemed a little bit... Um, uh, just rushed. 
Yeah, and I think this, I think our bigs need to start dominating and trying to dominate more in these bigger games. Like, yes, we're dominating on the glass against um, smaller schools. Smaller schools, but really, when we play these bigger teams, um, our bigs have been pretty, pretty quiet. I mean, Jalen Hill had a pretty quiet tournament against BYU and Michigan State. Against Michigan State, he only had you know three or uh, three rebounds. Uh, Five points. Cody Riley stepped up, had 11 and 6. But we need to continue to be aggressive and attack down low against even bigger opponents. We need to continue to have an inside-out threat because we're not going to be playing come Pac-12 and a a Pac-12 that's much much better than it was a year ago. I potentially see the Pac-12 getting five or six teams Mm -hmm. into the NCAA tournament this Mm -hmm. year. It is night and day compared to what we saw a year ago mm-hmm. um, the Pac-12 is deep there's a lot of really good teams we're going to face you know potentially top 30 40 50 teams every single week in one of our games when we travel and at home we need yeah and I think we need we still need consistent and in, in, consistent inside attack from Cody and Jalen even when we're playing these bigger um, like-sized teams, not just the San Jose States and the smaller schools where we obviously we have a size advantage, a strength advantage, a skill advantage, and we're dominating inside. We need to have that consistency carry over to these better teams as well. Yeah, all right. So we talked to... All right, so that covers Maui. Uh, the Bruins went 1-2. and two. Unfortunately, would like to see them come back 2-1, and one, but played some tough games. BYU, Michigan State... Both veteran teams, both great. Yeah, and I think it just shows that our youth catches up with us a little bit. But again, I think that's what is going to help us out early on in the season is getting these young guys into big time matchup and some big time games to to get them more poised and ready to go once conference comes along. We still have Notre Dame at Notre Dame yep. and North Carolina. In Vegas. Vegas. Those are still going to be... I'm really interested to see how those games go because I want to see what the Bruins take away from these these losses against BYU and, and Michigan State. And no doubt, Maui no doubt prepared the Bruins to face the Notre Dames and the North Carolinas when we see them again. They've lived... They, you know, they've learned. Um, and that's all... That's, that's what you want from... Um, a young team. You need to you need to expose them to different situations, um, different environments, and I think they're going to be more comfortable heading into these big time games. Yeah, and especially this game at Notre Dame coming up, I think in two weeks, that's going to be a great yeah. matchup for them. Saturday, gonna, December fourteenth. That's going to be a great matchup for them because it's going to be a hostile environment uh, against a, a a poised, very well coached Notre Dame team. Um, and again, this it's just going to make us better off for. For when conference comes, yeah. Out. I mean, we kick off conference against Washington, arguably yeah. right now. Um, in my Tom, in my mind, probably the best team. I know, I know, you have Oregon and Arizona I, that are ranked higher, but man, Washington from watching them play, they're big, they're athletic, they can score, they could defend. They're, personally, they're, I like Oregon just because I feel like they're a little bit older, more mature, more okay. poised. But Washington, from a from a skill standpoint and just athletically, they're long in that zone. I was shocked. The other night I watched them, and Coach Hopkins had them playing man-to-man. Like, that's they actually started playing some man-to-man this year, which is... Who, Washington? Washington was playing man-to-man, which is props to the coach because he, he probably, historically, he's always ran a 2-3 in a zone, but yeah. he's like, hey, we, well, have coming the, from we, have, we, yeah, we have the athletes, we have the length, we can be a very good man-to-man team. So he decided that that was what's best for their team, and so they're showing some man-to-man now. So they got... 
They look, they look, they look very good. They got some very talented young players on yeah. that team that could really go. Yep. But I don't want to take these losses as necessarily a step back or anything for the Bruins. Of course, of course not. It's early in the season. It's just, you know, we're still trying to establish establish our culture, our identity, and we're doing that in small steps. I mean, even our rot- our, our rotation of guys that are going to play night in and night out and who you're going to sub in at yeah. certain times of the game, you're still figuring it out. You know, yeah. as a young, you know, Mick Cronin, this is his first year with these guys, uh, first year at UCLA. I was evident to see, in, you know, Chris Smith now coming off the bench for the Bruins. We're still trying to figure out and what And we may not see back. that the rest of the year, but for right now, like, he seems to be excelling. Jaime seems to be excelling. Um, you just want to get your guys as comfortable as possible heading into conference play. Yeah. All right, moving on, uh, we'll, we'll touch base real quick on, on San Jose State before we move on to some season statistics and what we what we've seen so far throughout the year um this but, was never this was never a game it was you know they won by 30 san jose state shot very poorly from the field 30 percent from three point 35 from field goal um and then we out rebounded them by by 10 rebounds we had 21 assists only 14 turnovers so uh that's i think that was something that was to be expected playing against an undersized and um we were obviously had some more skilled, yeah. skilled players. You know what? I was slightly concerned a little bit. I, I, I wasn't concerned that the Bruins were going to lose this game, but I was concerned that you know our energy was going to be low heading into the game. This is our fourth game in seven nights. Bruins played three three games in a row in Maui, traveled on Friday, had one day to prep on Saturday, and then play on Sunday. I also was worried like maybe they would be a little bit uh, discouraged from the outing in Maui and oh. come out a little bit on their... You see, I look great. Came yeah. out with a bunch of energy, mm-hmm. um, knocked down shots, played well on the defensive end. Um, you know, Jaime continues to continues to produce and 18, grow. 18 points, three rebounds. Season in, high. In, in 20 minutes of play, which is impressive. Chris Smith Chris off played the bench, well. 14 points. Uh, Sharif getting some solid minutes in there. Eight points, five rebounds. We would like. Yeah. I'd like to see him get going a little yeah. bit. And then Jalen Hill got back to his normal self with eighteen points and eleven rebounds. Sharif looks good. Um, he, you can see him get more comfortable. I, for me, what stuck out was his defensive rotations were there. Um, offensively, he he just gets he gets excited. He when he gets the ball, I yeah. think he just he wants to score. He wants to do something for sure because I mean, he thinks he he thinks that's going to keep him on the court, which is which you know a lot. This of was play. a this was a high level prospect coming out of high school. He probably well, got uh, yeah okay obviously yeah as a high level prospect you have expectations when you come in, but you know he had a setback last year with the heart surgery. He's coming in this year. He's maybe pressing a little bit, trying to get back to not where he was, but, you know, just be a, a mainstay, you know, be a household name. Um, he just can, needs to continue to stay calm. Um, let the know, game come to let him. The Don't game press. Come. Understand that this is a marathon, not a sprint, yep. and that it's going to slowly start to come to him as he gets more and more comfortable. You see the athletic gifts he has. Yeah. You see the touch. He's, um, He's going to be a great college player, yeah. and he has the potential and, to be a professional player. But for now, he just needs to let the game come to him Take and, it not, in stride. and not try to do it all at once. All right. Um, so, yeah, that, that game was really never in question. The Bruins come away with the dub to put themselves at 6-3 and three on the season. Our next game is against Denver. De- Denver on Sunday. So the Bruins have six days to prepare, rest. Um, uh, the game is Sunday afternoon, I believe, at 2 p.m. in Pauly. Yep, 2 p.m. on Sunday. It's not... Not a bad game to go check out. Yeah. All right. So I know we've been talking a little, well, mostly about the the season the Bruins have had so far uh, and their most recent opponents. 
but to just give a brief overview of the entirety of, of what we've been doing. Um, the Bruins uh, points per game are currently sitting at 74 while we're giving up 66. So, you know, eight points spread. Uh, obviously, we've played some some lower level teams and then we're playing against some higher level teams where we've lost. Field goal percentage, 46. Our opponents is 42. Three-point percentage, we're shooting 32%. Our opponents are shooting 36. I know Mick Cronin would probably like to see that in the low 30s or high, you know, in a perfect world, a high 20s. That's hard to do, but I think, do. It's, I think it's possible. We're continuing to dominate teams on the boards. I don't think we've... I don't think we have lost a rebounding we haven't Battle we've out rebounded every single opponent we've played which is which is good and we've uh we're averaging an eight point spread that's great on, too. on the boards mm-hmm. are moving on to some cronin quotes post game last night again he's reiterating the bruins need to take care of the ball the bruins are seeing a lot of zone this year and he's made it a point to say that the Bruins need to pass and catch and take their easy shots and not get excited and try to dribble into pressure, which is evident in their turnovers this season, having 121 on the season so far. Cronin did say he was a little bit nervous heading into Sunday's game, especially having played three games in a row in Maui with travel and only one day of prep, but he was extremely excited about the way the Bruins came out and performed with a bunch of energy. He was very impressed. Uh, I don't think he could have been happier uh, with the Bruins' performance last night. He had uh, a great team win and a lot of individual performances. Uh, Sharif showed some promise last night, which was great to see. And Jaime continues to grow. And reiterating what Jaime is doing so far, Cronin seems seems high on him and, and seems impressed with what he's doing with the minutes that he's been giving. Uh, making a point to say Jaime's ball control with zero turnovers last night uh, is great. And he doesn't take bad shots. He plays good defense. He's always engaged and that he's going to be a great building block for the Bruins throughout the season and hopefully throughout the rest of his career at UCLA. This young Bruins team is moving in the right direction. We have four games before we open conference. We want to thank you all for tuning in to today's episode and listen in next time as we give you an update about where the Bruins are in the season and hopefully a pregame analysis and postgame analysis of what we saw versus Denver and what we're going to see against Notre Dame. Thank you again. We hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving and enjoy the holidays. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.